Hey everyone, today is Wednesday, the 28th of February, 2024. This is The Gap, episode 698. I'm Luke Laurie. Job Gilroy is here. And uh, one one more, you've taken down the padding on all the walls and yep. things are bare. Yep. You're, uh, you're moving. You're getting out of there. Yep, it's been hell. Uh, I've been, been How's the egg carton collection going? Fucking, I'll tell you what I've been doing. I'm extremely concerned about the acoustics in this new place. It is echoey as fuck. I've been on AliExpress. Once you Express. get things in there, it'll be fine. I've been up on AliExpress. I reckon I can get fucking mm. that egg carton, that wall stuff, for like fucking two cents. Two mm. cents a piece. Probably cover my entire fucking house in the, the shift for about fucking 30 bucks. It'll be, uh, it'll be Gucci. And it'll have, I think... On average, I think it'll have less asbestos than a Sydney park. So hmm. that's some topical humor there. Now, yeah. international and uh, interstate listeners won't won't get much out of that one, but uh, Sydney's parks are apparently riddled with asbestos. Every day yep. they're finding a new fucking park that's got asbestos in it. It's pretty good. That's the kind of that's 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 some chaser humor, you know, you know. Hmm. That would have been good on a on a early two thousands talk show. On right. Channel Ten or something. <laughs> well, Chaser was a ABC, right? So that's true. But they did they yeah okay well, whatever you know. I'm trying over here. Okay, I'm trying to remember <laughs> twenty plus years ago. Uh, yeah, it was Big Brother. That's all that was on TV back then. Big Brother, and, uh, Australian Idol. Thank God you're here. What about that one? There was one. Yeah, that was yeah. a good show. Yeah, it's was, it was fine. McAuliffe yeah. program. Hey, that was ABC as well. What was the McCall? That was Channel Nine. McCall of tonight. Never mind. Anyway, uh, yeah. So I could, I could, I could do the whole thing. I could soundproof. It looks sus as hell, but no more sus than my current meth lab. I'm gonna have to take down the alfoil. My alfoil oh. uh, light reflection and heat reflection mm-hmm. situation. They had a prospective buyer come through the place. Uh, like yesterday right and uh i'm I'm like standing there sweaty as fuck covered in dust having uh been packing boxes and uh she walked into my office and you could see just the disdain yeah like she was like get the hazmat suits what am I doing in here? This this is it's disgusting. Did you say, hey, listen, lady, this is where I grow my plants. <laughs> All right. I don't want to hear it. See any my shit. plant light over there? I get great plants in here. <laughs> that's what that's for. Do you grow plants? <laughs> I do have two plants. Uh they're little little sproutlings. Uh but no, mostly I just kill plants. Um How are your chilies going? When are we having chili? Oh, you know what? I looked at this the other day, like two days ago, and they're red now. Oh, yeah. But there's not many on there. What? Yeah. Have the birds been eating? No, they just didn't grow a lot. It's an older plant. All right. And so, yeah. Well, I was what, like, how, how long does it take to go red? We still make a chili? Yeah, I should. I, I usually use them for something. Yeah. A chili. I just said that. What are you doing? Hmm. Um, you just don't want me to have chili. Looking out for my gut health. Uh, so anyway, she was not thrilled, but she was specifically staring at the alfoil 
on the Windows. Just yep. not not thrilled with my uh, solution to it not being hot as fucking here all the time. Well, it worked for me. Maybe and that's why it's hot. If you buy this place. Because of the foil. No, that's not at all how it works. It reflects the heat. Oh, okay. Back um, inside. Back in. I'm, I'm not garlic bread, all right? Just because you know all about the fucking home brand garlic bread doesn't mean you know all about fucking alfoil, okay? Yeah. The other thing that happened was uh, she looked out the, on the balcony and she turns back. She's like, oh, the pool, does it get a lot of, does it get a lot of use? I'm like, yeah. Like flat as, yeah. She's like, oh, that's good. I'm like, you'd think so. And uh, she's like, what does that mean? I said, well, if you've ever wanted to have the experience of two dozen people playing in a pool on your balcony, then uh, this is the place to do it. But otherwise, uh, if you want to watch TV or something and uh, there's people in the pool, it's, yeah. uh, it's pretty annoying. Watch a beach movie, movie so you get that like surround <laughs> sound. Just watch Jaws all the time. Uh, get, get the ambience going. She, anyway, pretty sure she's not going to buy the place. Uh, the real he estate dude well. was not thrilled. He's like, you need to leave. You need to get these boxes <laughs> get and get out. Mo- I'm going to hire possible. some people to move these motherfuckers out of here as fast as possible. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. I mean, it's true though. Uh, so anyway, yep, uh, picking up the keys tomorrow and then, uh, yeah, movers on Saturday. Yeah, it's just, it's going to be just a thrill. I can't explain how excited I am, how much fun I've been having all week. Uh, yeah, just like, actually I've thrown out a lot of stuff. Hmm. I'm doing the old I'm moving cleaning purge and yep. I'm being pretty ruthless in the Marie Kondo uh, does this bring me joy sense uh, but instead of does this bring me joy it's does this will this earn enough for me on Facebook marketplace to warrant me actually going through the hassle trying to sell it to some cunts uh, right. because if I can't, if I look it up on eBay and it's not bringing in more than $60, it's in the bin. I do not like, and I don't actively use it. It's not like I'm like throwing out fucking pairs. This is some shit, right? I'm just like, uh, oh, yeah. Do I need this? Uh, what was, what was the thing I was looking up earlier? It was like a Borderlands steelbook case. And I uh, opened it up and there was a game code that I'd already used, but like a bunch of art stuff and all that kind of stuff. I'm like, do yep. I, what What would this fetch? Surely nothing. Looked it up, mm. about eight bucks. I'm like, not going through any effort for eight bucks. Uh, no. Not happening. All right. Into the bin it goes. Like just, yeah, very ruthless. So yeah, that's been pretty good. But meanwhile, those 674 dog tags, they could keep them around. What dog tags? What dog tags? Do you not have dog tags? A dog tag pile? No. I don't have a dog tag pile. What am I? What did you do with them all? Am I a fucking Rambo or something? Running around killing people? No, from video game events. Oh, you mean your lanyards? 
No, dog, the dog tag. Pretty sure. Luke's about to show us his necklace of ears. What? I have a, like a, a oh, pile shit, of dog does. tags. Not ears, but it is dog tags. Probably not yeah, here, that, but like... Tons. Battlefield 3, Battlefield Killzone. What is this? Battlefield 4? They just kept doing... I've got like four Battlefield ones here. Uh, I don't know what that is. Smite, maybe? Smite? That doesn't make any sense. Another DICE Battlefield EA? Wow. What is this? Red Faction? Yeah, it's just like... Yeah. It's an easy... It's I've not easy gotten a dog tag in a while, though. Right? <laughs> Trying to get away from the whole military-industrial complex thing in video games, I guess. By only releasing a Call of Duty every year. Um, yeah, I guess I don't hold on to those. Do you have hoarder tendencies? I thought no, I had I just, hoarder tendencies. I keep all my gaming shit. You Usually. have all your dog tags. I can see 4,000 lanyards behind you from gaming missions. <laughs> yeah, I keep the lanyards, yeah. yeah. Like, God knows how many, like, PlayStation 3 games? Is that what I'm seeing behind you on the on your left? Probably. PlayStation, you figure you're going to bust down the PS3 anytime soon, motherfucker? Yeah, there's <laughs> Xbox 360 games there. Xbox 360, so. you're going to bust that one out, yeah. Maybe they're all actually they're all backwards compat on the Series X, so yeah, that's worth keeping. PS3 games, I don't have a Series X, (laughs) right? Well, then (laughs) you're fucked. I've got a I've got I've still got the Xbox in my cupboard, right? Yeah, I still have my consoles, and I do have a couple of a couple of games that are packed away Metal Gear Solid and etc. Jonah Loman Rugby, obviously. but yes, by and large, I do not hold on to a lot of stuff. What do you think is the oldest game that you've got still? That I've got? I do have a Donkey Kong game and watch around here somewhere. But I haven't seen it while I've been packing away my office. And it's that's causing me some, some concern. Because uh, I should have... I should be able to find that somewhere. That shouldn't be hard to find yeah that one's worth a bit of money um what about yours what's your old one not sure um i do have final fantasy 7 in like the original uh in the in the giant chunky case anything prior to the playstation i don't because we went from the master system to the playstation i didn't keep any master system games so. Yeah, I don't like. I've got, I think I've got Super Nintendo games somewhere. Oh yeah. So or no, uh, sixty four games probably at my parents' house. But oh, like yeah. here, I think the oldest one I've got, it's either it looks like either Diablo two or Max Payne. When was Max Payne? Two thousand, two thousand one. Two thousand one. Yeah. When was Diablo two? Two thousand. No, it was early. It was like 90... Wasn't it around that good year? Like 97 or something? No, Diablo 1 was 97, right? So... Oh, was it? I'm pretty sure. Diablo 2 was 2000. That's what I just said. No, you didn't. Um, (laughs) Anyway, I don't know. What the fuck? Yeah, so your 64 games is probably the older than that. 
Oh, if I sure. do still have my Dreamcast downstairs, then any games I have for that would be older than any PlayStation games. But I'm pretty sure I got rid of it when my fishing rod peripheral broke and I couldn't play Sega mm. Bass Fishing anymore. So I was like, right. fuck, what's the point of what's the point of this fucking thing? If I can't play so Sega that's, Bass that's Fishing. That's where I'm at with my uh my rock band kit. My oh. Logitech drums that are behind me. I, I can't find the screws to like latch the cymbals in place. Right. But uh, surely like any mo- old fucking moved? screws would do. Oh no, these were like it, they're like a um so they sort of keep the symbol from like fall, like you unscrew it and it kind of folds apart. It's like designed this way. Right. And so what you do is you bring it back up and like into position where you want. And then it's got this like fat yellow. It's not like a normal screw. It's like designed for this thing. Right. And you kind of like screw right. it in. 1000%. No you got to look on like Thingiverse or whatever. See if there's like a 3D printing file. I'll bet there's a 3D printing file. Called? Thingiverse is that the 3D printing uh, site? And you just I don't have a 3D printer though. No, but like you, a you can go to it. You can hire one from a library, or you could ask someone who has one. Right? You yeah. get, you got fucking you got friends in high places. Surely one of them has a fucking 3D printer. It's the go-to thing. Or do I just like set it and get some cement and just like fucking cement the thing that's the original is that 3D like printing. how you like how do you do it someone needs to help me with that cementing things i want to yeah i want to play the drums on a rock band all right yeah i think these are the things i think about at night yeah that's fair <laughs> yeah like that that uh that meme right with the <laughs> the chick and he's probably thinking about other girls and luke's and and the other side is luke lying there and he's like i wonder if i can get some cement and cement my drums symbols together which doesn't make any sense to me like there must be some there's a logical disconnect for me here where i'm like how the fuck would cement work like how would that help but uh yeah uh i don't know i i paused to give luke an opportunity to explain himself and he decided he didn't want to so, what, just them? Uh, I, yeah. I'm on this thinking verse website looking oh, for. He's, oh, yeah, he's down the rabbit hole. <laughs> drum, uh, that drum one, that's on my. That's my fault. Yeah, I see. Coming up. <laughs> I made that mistake. I didn't hear a thing you said. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, 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 shouldn't have done that. I shouldn't have done that. Um, all right. Well, let's talk about some games. Let's talk about video games. Uh, alrighty, Lone Star. Lone Star. You got to say it properly, Job. Lone say Star uh, is a game. Uh, I talked about Cobalt Core last week. I don't know if I explained it very well. Uh, I got told that I didn't uh, explain myself very well. But like at the end of the day, the problem that I had um, was that like I, th- I think I articulated it quite well. Like eventually, well, not on the podcast. I'm doing it again. Holy fuck! All right. Basically, my problem with Cobalt Core was. That compared to Slay the Spire, right? In Slay the Spire, you've basically got three games on top of one another, right? Like when you get to the end of a of the fucking first act in Slay the Spire, right? And you fight the boss. Uh, that could be any one of 
three different bosses. And then you get to the end of the second act, same again. End of the third act, same again. End of the fourth act, it's not the same, but that's a, that's a metagame element. So in Cobalt Core, it's almost, it's almost like there's only one game. Like Slay the Spire is like three games stacked on top of each other. And every time you play it, you might wind up playing parts from any one of those three games, playing enemies from any one of those three games. Whereas in Cobalt Core, it's just the one game. And so there's just not enough variation. There's not enough variance to really hold my attention. Uh, and that's why I sort of felt like I burned out on it a little bit faster than I would have liked uh, compared to Slay the Spire. And every single game in this genre will be compared to Slay the Spire for the rest of eternity because it's the same as, like, we call them fucking deck-building roguelikes or roguelikes, right? But it's essentially Slay the Spire-like, right? Like, it's essentially a, a Spire-like in the same sense that we have Souls-likes, right? Until some game comes out that so overwhelmingly supersedes the Souls games that isn't actively made by fucking FromSoft, uh, we are going to call them Souls-likes. And we're always going to call them Spire-likes or deck-building roguelikes. Roguelikes. Even though, like, even though Slay the Spire isn't the, an original in and of itself, you know, Dominion existed before it and blah, 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 blah. It doesn't matter. Slay the Spire is the fucking pinnacle. It is, it was the one that didn't create the genre, but it popularized the genre. It turned it into something that people aspired to do. And so every fucking game needs to live up to what it's set. So. They're all going to fucking... Anyway, I complained about it. I got recommended Lone Star, which is a really interesting um, spaceship-based deck builder, spy-like, um, where you're playing... You're a spaceship. There is a slight amount of movement, but you don't have cards for movement this time. You have a fuel system, and you can move one direction every single turn until you run out of fuel, Right? And this looks really similar to the other one you talked about last week. Well, that's because you're a spacist. That's a space <laughs> racist. Um, so, <laughs> so the trick in this one is that you have uh, on your base ship, you've got uh, nine slots on your ship and you can put a different, a bunch of different uh what do you call them? Uh, units on these nine slots, right? And so these, each of these uh, slots can hold, uh, depending on your weight limit in your ship as well, which is a whole fucking other thing. But um, you can fill all nine of these slots, and they might they can either be attack, uh, or they can be support units. And uh, depending on which one they they are, they'll do different things. So an attack one, so. During a turn, you get a hand of cards uh, and they have a different amount of power. The amount of power that they're giving, uh, they have is uh, varies based on a, a, a wide array of factors. I don't have a full grasp on what dictates that just yet. I know 
like I'm about halfway versed in it, but there's definitely some other shit going on because I thought I had it and then it spat me out of fucking hand where none of the numbers made any sense to me. And I'm like, all right, I don't fucking understand it. It's like, uh, yeah, it's like when you're doing like fucking maths or something and then suddenly all your answers start showing up wrong. And you're like, all right, well, I thought I had this, but I guess I was getting cocky. Um, so you get these these uh these cards essentially. The cards have a power numbers between one and nine. Nine is the maximum. They can't go higher than nine. And uh, you play your cards onto your units. So you might slot. So your really basic ship uh, has two slots in the middle, one slot slot up the top, one slot down the bottom, and a support unit at the very back. And so if you put uh, a red card into the support unit up the back, then it will spit out an identical card, but with plus one power, right? So you can use that to power up your cards, right? And then you can put that red card into your middle slots and the middle slot might not need any color or it might need only blue color uh, cards or it might it might not matter at all right but then if if you power up your red card from five to six and you put it in your middle gun then you're doing six damage on your middle row right and you put three in the top row and two in the bottom row every single turn your enemy will fire depending on, uh, and, and it will display what it's firing. So what you need to do is zero out the amount of damage it's doing and then do more. So if it's doing four, four, and four, and you're doing three, six, and four, then you're going to do zero damage along the bottom lane, two damage along the top lane, and you're going to take one damage on the top lane. Right, So what you might want to do is if that three is a blue and you can power it up, you power it up one red, you can power up one blue. So you power it up to four, at least you zero out the top damage and you do two damage. The extra element in play is that they have like a stagger system. If they take damage, uh, then their stagger builds. Once they take enough damage... They don't take a turn, so then you get a free fucking hit. And so it can be in your best interest to sort of build towards that. Or it can be in your best interest to build towards having all your red shit in the top, bro. Or like there's a bunch of different like ways that you can sort of map out your ship, map out the layout of your ship that dramatically changes how much power you're able to fucking put out and so you wind up in this situation where like you're spending as like your deck is your ship. And while there are factors of the of, of building out your ship that influence the power cards that you get, um, at the end of the day, what you're really focused on is maximizing that layout of the ship. And it's, it's such a different approach. It reminds me actually quite a bit of monster train more than slay the spire right like if 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 i were to pick an influence it would be that monster train had a bigger influence than slay the spire on this game because yeah that layout 
elements just winds up like playing such a huge role in monster train you sort of try and stop them from getting to the top and so they will go through each layer whereas in this one all three of your fucking layers need to be uh, capable uh of firing at all times but uh yeah like I, I just think yeah being able to like piece together where these units go best uh is is a fascinating element I'm definitely like I, I like it more than than Cobalt Core. It doesn't have as much, uh, I guess, heart as Cobalt Core, but uh, the gameplay is just is ticking for me because it's it's a uh, yeah it's it's more simplified I think uh, because you don't have the cards where you're dodging or anything like that. There's no like defense cards per se. You do have like units that might increase your defense against things but most of the time like generally speaking because if you if you attack for more than their attack you will you will do damage and you will not take damage you the best defense is a best a, a good offense and so you wind up in this situation where yeah you're just sort of fucking building towards really interesting attack strategies as opposed to Oh, and yeah, I need to manage how much dodge I can do and all this kind of stuff. I did have a, uh, actually, my first game, the first game that I, the first campaign that I managed to win, um, the, it didn't, it wasn't supposed to go down like this, but you get artifacts as you're going through the game. They're just called treasures. And um, one of the artifacts that I wound up getting was when you are out of fuel, your next attacks do plus like 10 damage and uh i was in the final fight and i was pretty sure i was gonna fucking die and then i realized i could actually if i could just last the four turns i needed to use up all my fuel then i could put together a big enough attack that i should be able to so all i needed to do was do a little bit of damage on one lane and I couldn't even zero out the damage on the other two lanes. I just had to minimize how much damage was coming in the other two lanes. And uh, as long as I made it to turn four, I I was certain I'd be able to win. And that's exactly how I, fuck, I, I fucking did it, which was fucking dope. It was really cool. Actually goofed it a little bit. I won by a lot more than I thought I would because by the time I reached turn four, I had filled the stagger on the enemy as well. So they didn't get to do anything and so I probably just needed to get to turn four regardless, but I was, I did have a strategy up my sleeve that I thought was going to win. And after I realized I was going to blitz it, I went ahead and did the maths and I would have won with my strategy if it had still been attacking anyway, which was cool. It's just, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a very cool game. Um, it's like 14 bucks. Uh, I think it's, yeah, definitely worth a look if you like spy likes it's a very different kind of spy like uh if you yeah if you're more of a monster train fan than a slayer spy fan and inexplicable as it is to me i know they're out there uh i think i'm talking to one right now um i think lone star would be absolutely up your fucking alley uh i think yeah you get a lot out of it because yeah you just yeah you you can really put together some really interesting combos uh, cool. And that was the essence of what made Monster Train really tick for me. 
Yeah. yeah, nice. Um, so it's in early access at the moment. It it sounds like it's maybe because it's only just sort of released into um, yeah. early access. Uh, what two weeks ago? Um, A month it, ago. It sounded it? like towards the end of this year, potentially that it'll come out. A um, sorry. A month ago. I was a month yep. ago. Oh yeah, this is January. Sorry. Um, yeah. Yeah. So you yeah. can. There's patches every day. So yeah, if you don't want to play an early access game, but you do want this kind of thing, then I uh, heartily recommend chucking it on the wish list, uh, so you know more when it comes out. Uh, it seems like it's got a fairly good amount of content already, mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, it will uh, unquestionably refine further as uh as it goes along and I, I just think they've got a really good uh foundation so far mm. yeah yeah all right well there you go that's lone star say it joe you do it you do it lone star fantastic um <laughs> okay uh what do we got next up uh widow kill window Win kill window kill it's trying to correct it for me it's like that's like <laughs> spell yeah. it. hey you don't kill windows you it's kill windows sill <laughs> uh window kill uh this was a weird one popped up on the fucking uh new and trending on the steam store it was like six bucks i'm like oh yeah i give that a fucking look uh, why would this be trending? I think some streamers were playing it. Um, it is a game uh, like a twin stick shooter, mm -hmm. I guess is the easiest way to describe it. Except uh, you, uh, like the, the whole game is windowed, mm. right? Uh, and it's taking place uh, inside this ever-shrinking window and when bosses attack, they're in different windows and so you need to move your... This is very difficult to, to describe. I'm feeling it's it's complicated to describe this, but uh, you Also, move... it's, it's set on the like an actual the Windows, the, the OS. Like the background of the images here is like uh, the green planes. Oh yeah, no, no, no. That's that's because it plays on top of your desktop. Like you are, like you can have YouTube playing in the background, and it's just playing right. on top of that shit. And it's, so it's, it's not actually the blurred. desktop. I'm looking no, at. No, it's, it's, it's someone. It's, it's always someone's desktop. A, I think you can put it force like a, a desktop for sure. it or something. But uh, yeah, um, yeah, it's um. It's a it's a bit of a, a head fuck because you have to keep like you can only see what's in your window, right? Mm -hmm. And so the enemies come from external to the window. It's it's essentially just using the UI of a Windows window, yeah. Uh, as your view, like what was that? What was that game we were playing last year where you couldn't see anything? What was that fucking one? Uh, remember the one. I know the you one. Yeah, it's all dark. Dark something. Is it on my list? I think it was a... <laughs> Not Void Stranger. Might have been a demo. Disfigure. 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 
Yep. And you couldn't so, you couldn't see anything in Disfigure and like half of the challenge was the like using the right view mode. You could look look in a circle or you could look in a cone in front of you or whatever and you sort of had to yeah manage what you could see uh at all times because as soon as you weren't able to see anything uh that's when something would strike from the darkness. This is essentially the same thing, except the gimmick is instead of darkness, it's your fucking desktop. Things are coming from external, outside your desktop and you can't fucking see them coming. Um, so yeah, you sort of shoot the walls of this window. And so while you, like in most other twin stick shooters, you want to hit everything all the fucking time. In this one, you kind of actually need to be missing uh, almost as often as you're hitting shit because otherwise the, the window shrinks to nothing and you can't fucking move anywhere. And, you know, at the same time, it's doing bullet hell shit. It's throwing, like, uh, bullets at you. The bosses are, like, f moving around and stuff. Um, like, outside of the window that you're currently in. So you're trying to, like, get across to them and, like, manage that kind of stuff. But, yeah, you're not necessarily able to because you've got enemies in the way and they're, they're eating up all the shots and you got upgrades. You press space to upgrade and it pauses the whole game and uh, you get like a... You're able to buy... There's like... I don't know. They're not terribly interesting, but at the same time, they get kind of clever. The real, really interesting ones are the perks, but like you buy like speed, so you move faster, which is basically essential. There's like wall punch, which allows you to hit the walls further. Uh, multi, multi ball or multi shot, um, which is a, like you basically always take it because it's a flat upgrade. Uh, you shoot more bullets, and that's always better. Uh, Peno, you can unlock Peno. That is also a flat un upgrade because you can hit, hit more enemies and you just wind up being overwhelmed by enemies a lot of the time. Um, and... I don't know. There's other ones. Uh, but the perks are where it's at. When you kill a boss, you get to... You get like a, a star and you can spend that star on one of three perks. On the first character, uh, those perks are like sight I think it's called no peer I think it's called peer and it's like a little eye and uh, it just sort of sits there but you can use it to see stuff you can place it and you can see stuff that's coming uh, before it arrives right which is helpful and then the second one is like uh, destroy maybe and uh, it's basically like this little, like, lined red box. And anything that enters it dies. And then the third one is like a character-specific one, but on the first character, you right-click and it blows open your window. It makes it huge. Uh, very helpful when the world is closing in on you. But things get really interesting because if you upgrade the first one to the second level, you get, uh, it, it sort of like heals you. You can get like health back, which is really helpful. Anytime you go over to the eye, you get health back. The more, uh, 
the second one is it just goes larger but when the second one went larger that's when i realized what else i could do there are some enemies that sort of like go all over the fucking uh screen and what you can do is you pause the game i press space to go to the shop and i can move the window that destroy is in and you can move it into the path of these enemies and it will as long, like while the game is moving unpaused it will tick over and do damage to them. And so you can sort of just do this, right? Like there's this one snake enemy and as soon as it exits, I pause the game again. I move the fucking window back to where it is and I do it again. And I just kill it that way as opposed to fucking trying to shoot the fucking thing. And it happens a lot faster. Um, so yeah, that's pretty cool. Like once you work that shit out, once you work out the interesting ways you're supposed to interact with this game, um, I got this like really cool orb upgrade. Uh, I didn't even realize what was going on. I sort of got there by accident. I'm not 1000% sure how to do it again, but uh, when you get your peer and your destroy upgrades, they sort of like are pointing in certain directions. And if you go in the directions, if you drag the windows in those directions, uh, certain interesting things happen, which is cool. Um, what else? It's It gets really hard. The first time you're playing it, the first time I was playing it, I noticed that each boss that spawned in absolutely shit uh, the frame rates, like absolutely tanked them, uh, down to like fucking 10. Uh, utterly unplayable. Um, so the first time each boss... Uh, but every time after that not just in that run but every time since that i've played it none of the bosses i haven't experienced any frame drops so it's something weird going on when the bosses go in um but yeah uh i don't know what else um it's just a really yeah i don't know it's fucking six bucks i believe seven bucks rather uh i believe you can get it on itch okay. uh, instead of steam uh, you can play it that way, and uh, I believe it's pay what you want. So if you just want to check it out, try it out, uh, then do it that way, and then you know obviously give the developer some some money for their hard work. I think it's a very in, like innovative use of how we interact with computers. Mm. Um, I don't know if it's a great twin stick shooter necessarily uh but i did manage to unlock the timed mode it nearly killed me it was driving me fucking bonkers had to survive for 20 minutes uh i think i survived for like 20 minutes and three seconds uh but yeah i managed to do it and i'm keen to play more yeah nice um yeah, it looks like it was a uh, a game jam game, right? Yeah, um, which uh, it looks like the same game jam from uh, it's called London Dare. Which I, I, there's oh, another yeah. game that we'd played. Um, was it Loop Hero that came from that? Yeah, I think that Loop was. Hero. Yeah, I believe so. On the yeah, so I, I'm trying to look it up. Uh, right. I, I think it was like the same sort of game jam thing. 
maybe. Right. Or am I thinking yeah. of a different one? I don't know. Oh no, yeah, yeah. So it's yeah, it, it's the same uh, same thing. All right, cool. So it says here like they it came out of a, a game jam that was sort of put together in like seventy two hours, and then uh, here's like the original version, and you can jump in and I guess check that out as well. Yeah, nice. Yeah, so that's the easy way to do it. Uh, but yeah, this is this is version three point uh, Yeah, give it a squeeze. I think it's worth it. Cool. All right, that's a widow widow kill. Ah. Yes window kill um or windowsill depending on windowsill yep. which one you want to check it's, it's one of those three all right next up we've got uh escape academy um this is a game that i checked out that is on um i think it's on game pass but it, I, the way i played it was through the playstation um uh essentials or whatever the, like the playstation equivalent of that is right um where you get like the the, the library of games that you can sort of just jump in and and check out um so i played it on playstation uh 5 right um and this was a game that was released in uh 2022 um it is an escape room game that you can play with other people uh, and so i play it was two people we were playing you know this one um it's a series of uh different puzzles that you have to go and solve in a this campus where you're playing a student or students um, and each escape room has some sort of theme attached to it. Um, uh, there's a level of difficulty as well um, that you'll be made aware of before you jump in there. Uh, and then the idea is to, I guess, solve the puzzles and, and figure out like what the overall thing is that you need to do. Um, and it's a lot of like, uh, I guess, looking in around in the environment and uh, just either picking up things and exploring them or finding objects and putting together clues um yeah to to sometimes lead you to either another room or another puzzle um or you might be just in one giant environment and it's just you having to figure out like what there is an end goal and what do i need to do to get there and so you just go off and explore um some like I've done puzzle rooms in like real life or escape rooms, whatever you want to call them, um, yep. where they are sort of a mixture of either a combination of small rooms or you're in like one giant room and you're trying to, to get out and there's, there's um, you know, a, a door you need to get through for the very end and there's a time limit and you need to, you know, work with other people uh, to figure out what it is that will get you to the, the end of it. Um, and so, yeah, they're sort of taking that idea and putting it into a video game form. Um, I, I had fun with it. I think that its biggest sort of issues is that, like, um, in an escape room, they're generally, like, uh, you know, the ones you see around the, the city and all that sort of stuff. It's like, hey, you're in a physical location and there's, ge there's generally, like, a lot of props in the room. Um... And it's trying to figure out like what is actually relevant to the puzzle and what isn't. Mm. Um, and sometimes that can be, you know, they'll be like, hey, don't trash the room. You're not gonna, yep. you don't, don't take things off the wall or um, that's usually how they're built. Uh, and so, you know, it can, it can come down to like you just picking up objects and being like, is there something hidden in here? Or is there something behind it? Is there, you know, is this a fake book? Is there something in it? Um, and so the, the issue that I'm sort of having with this game is that 
the the stuff you can interact with is not everything in the world and so there's a selection of items that you can like it'll highlight and be like hey you can this will either give you a description or it's a collectible thing that you can pick up like an item in the world and so you kind of just walk around and just like hit scan i guess around the environment and be like oh that just highlighted like yeah. oh no that's just a description it's giving me a description of something a story driven and so you just kind of keep looking it's like oh there's a card here and i can pick it up or a key or something like that and so you're you are doing a lot of just like um pixel hunting i guess for the right thing to pop up and eventually like if you've got all of the things that you need like looking at them and being like is there a theme here is there like some sort of puzzle that i'm missing um so it it does sort of end up going that down that sort of path where um for me uh i felt like that it was a little bit um too maybe too i don't know if easy is the word but like you know it just kind of that's the way the game worked i was like oh that's kind of disappointing but at the same time i don't know if you can do it any other way <laughs> as opposed to just having like there's fucking 500 objects in this room like yeah good luck uh, like are you standing there looking at this clock and being like is this clock part of the puzzle or is it is it not um and so that yeah it is a fine balance and i guess that like that's the tricky thing with designing escape rooms is like they run through that thing like we i think you and i have tested yeah. like game like escape rooms at one point with like with with like jung um and like that's yeah and that that stuff is like hard because it's it's you know trying to figure out if you've left enough clues or like what are people playing around with that's potentially not a clue or part of the puzzle puzzle and why are they like why are they touching that thing like like yeah that's a lot of testing you've got to kind of do to, to to look in the minds of how people work and figure out like, all right, how do we point them in the right direction? Um, and so having that in a video game, um, I think by highlighting objects, it does make it a little bit easier, but at the same time, it sort of detracts from the experience as well. And so it's it's a hard balance and I don't know what the answer is. Like I don't, I, I've not really played a lot of escape room games. I've definitely played like, the room which is a type of escape room but it's a bit more puzzle based where most of the things you're interacting with in that game are part of the puzzle like they don't just generally chuck stuff in there to like trick the player or or that sort of thing um so in saying that like you might start off in some of the the like one room that we did was um uh was was a multi-floored level where we started in the lower ground and the area was flooding and we needed to like solve a puzzle to get to the to open the ladder to get to the next floor and then the, like the water basically kept rising and it's you trying to get from floor to floor and solving a series of, of different puzzles um and, and then uh it could be like so one of them was a um there were sheets left around the room and you'd pick them up and on the wall was a um, what looked like digits on a clock, like a, an old school clock where, you know, it'd flick around and depending on what LED or what lights are lit, are lit it'll, you know, it, that could be a five or a four or a number. Um, and so you, you pick out these sheets and had to put them uh, in the correct position on the wall and then you'd flick on like the um, a blue light and that'd light up everything like to spell a word and the word was the combination to get out of that area. And so stuff like that, you're sort of looking around and, 
figuring out what to do. Um, or like another puzzle in that was a, uh, um, a almost like the Bioshock uh, water tube, the pipe puzzles where you're like trying to get the water to flow into a specific yeah. area of the room and you're like rotating um, the water flow and the pipes to, to light up um, this section of the wall and that reveals like that activates that part of the wall and then there's like another puzzle in there and so you're having to do like six or seven of them and you've got like maybe something in your hand that tells you um maybe it's like the key that's that's t- giving you uh, like a reference of what you should yep. be looking for even though there are maybe 30 you know 30 things on the wall these are the specific ones you need to look for for this puzzle and so you're you're sort of manipulating the game uh the, the pipes to light up certain ones um you know and then you get to the very end and it's like all right well what were all the words to get you out of this and you know along the way you would notice that like oh the, the the first word it gave you was this to get to the second floor and then the there was a word that you needed to get to the, the third floor and, and like what were all those words it's like oh fuck what were those words like i gotta remember now like what that was to get out of this puzzle um mm. and so that sort of stuff and then like there was another puzzle where it was more um more of a, a giant area and your uh the end goal was to like tag a um like spray paint a uh, a monument uh, and so like trying to figure out, all right, well, let's go explore this room over here and what's in there. And like, oh, there's a, a, a setup of like um, canvases and there's there's someone's drawn like a painting with um, with a banana and there's f- like fruit bowls. And but that fruit is missing from the table. And so you're like looking around for the fruit to see if you can find it. And then eventually that leads you to like, uh, you know, a, a puzzle where there's like a, a, a black light on the wall and you need to turn the lights off in the area to reveal a certain thing. And so, you know, you go through these processes of like putting things together and trying to figure out how they work till eventually you sort of get to the end. Like one puzzle is leading you to the next puzzle um, quite intuitively. Uh, and so, yeah, like that sort of stuff is fun. Um, and uh, yeah, we, we I think we had a good time. Like it wasn't overly wasn't overly complicated the ones we did but we also haven't played some of the harder levels as well i think they're sort of ranked in like five star ratings and i think the highest we got was like three at that point right and they're quite lengthy as well like some of them will have time limits where it's you've got 30 minutes to try and do this and others will be like you know you've got uh like the water puzzle was like you've got six minutes to complete this and it's like oh fuck all right but then you get to like the next one adds a couple more minutes on but it's always got this like you, you under it, it like forces you to move quickly and there's like a pressure that's sort of building yeah. um and so uh yeah there was there's one puzzle where you're like guiding your you're in this room and there's a series of tvs in front of you and like it's almost like a spy mission where you're guiding someone on the tv to like uh rescue somebody and you're like having to look at a uh you know references to a book like the floor plan of the ship that they're on or like uh trying to find a serial number for uh, a door or something like that and so you're looking around the room you're in while feeding information to the person in the screen through like a radio as well and sending them issuing them like commands um and so there's quite a, a like a decent variety of the things it's getting you to do as well um so it's probably something we'll keep we'll keep playing um and it's definitely a game that I, I, I did try and play it last year at some point. I couldn't get it to work on Game Pass through the TV. It was just way too laggy. But yeah. now that I, I've got it on the PlayStation library, um, that's super handy because I can just 
you know, we can play split screen, uh, which works really well. Um, yeah, and I think you can also play like co-op if you want to, or you can just play by yourself um, right. if you're into those sort of games. But um, cool. yeah, I, I mean, I have, I've had fun with it so far and I'll, I'll probably keep checking it out. And um, yeah, nice. I, I, I played a, I, don't, I can't remember if, we talked, if I talked about it on here, but I played like an escape room board game a couple months ago as right. well. And that was a little bit frustrating just because board game. yeah no no further it might not be here anymore it's one of those games where it's like you rip things up and like you can only play it once ah yeah right um it was like a egyptian themed yeah right uh, uh escape room I'll figure it out no. anyway it, it was like basically very poorly structured and like right didn't explain things well and then uh, it was called exit the game the pharaoh's tomb um right to like not properly explaining rules of the game and really um letting you know that certain things were possible until you had to play a series of hint cards and you're like that was never something that was mentioned anywhere right. before yeah and like sucks. this shit um so i mean the good thing is that like this escape academy has a hint system and like there are multiple hints to the they've taken that sort of um adventure game approach where you know the first hint is kind of really basic and then there's like three more levels to the hint at the point where it's like hey fucking it's behind the thing <laughs> like go look there right yeah 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 nice um yeah and, and like one of the puzzles we ran into we had to use a hint system because i was like i don't know what we have to do and we've got like four right, minutes yeah. left uh, <laughs> and then it, it gave us the hint and i was like we would have never got that <laughs> well like, oh, we, right, were, yeah. we were clearly looking to like because the stuff we'd done previously it was like this is a bit more advanced to like we didn't realize the game was going to go that far uh, um, and so right. it was like all right now we, we've set our expectations of like all right cool it's actually making you think a bit more about the things yeah. it's it's trying to do um, yeah. anyway so that is called escape academy um there's also a couple of like dlc options that they do but uh if you've got game pass I, i'm pretty sure it's still on game pass it's on the library for um the playstation library as well if you subscribe to to the plus is it essentials i think it's called these days there's like three different names for it. it's like deluxe essentials and whatever um otherwise it's like a 20 dollar game on on steam um right so there you go all right uh deep rock galactic survivor which we talked about a little bit last week um i i think just before we finished like last week i was talking a little bit about um uh how i needed to play a bit more and i feel like you know once i get to a certain point like oh you know there's turrets and i wonder how they'll sort of handle um, and there's a couple of different characters that you can play as because it's a it's a uh, it's a survivor game if, if people aren't aware um, mm. it's it's set in the Deep Rock Galactic um, franchise yeah. uh, and the difference between this and other survivor games is that it's a bit more active in terms of you wandering around the environment because you're trying to mine uh, minerals uh, and those resources and minerals allow you to level up your character or uh, put upgrades into certain uh, skills 
so that when you replay the game you're increasingly becoming more powerful um whereas like a game more like vampire survivors while there is a bit of exploration you, you kind of get to a point sometimes where you just stand in there and you're like look at my screen yeah. explode uh yep. haven't really had that experience with deep rock galactic uh until i unlocked the uh engineer right um yeah and started playing with turrets and turrets at this point i think uh the most overpowered thing in the game um they're kind of broken <laughs> and yep. yeah you get some absolutely crazy skills with them because um every time you can level up a um a specific item in your arsenal um it gets more powerful uh and one of the main sort of things you're trying to balance in deep rock galactic survivor is the like reload system so each weapon has like a cooldown of once it's finished either firing its weapons or you've used it um there's a cooldown of like oh it needs to reload now and that could be something like quite lengthy depending on the type of weapon is like a minigun could be seven or eight seconds before it reloads and has a hundred bullets left it can fire or a um something like a, a grenade yeah it might have a five second cooldown um or a pistol could be two seconds uh and so as you start leveling those up sometimes the reload will get less and less and all of a sudden you can use that like, much quicker in my in my experience that's all you that's all i want to fuck up upgrade is reload yeah maybe that's and so you get a point, you get to the point where you can then start putting a bunch of those like reload buffs into like turrets and you'll, mm. you know, you can, um, I think initially it's like, you can lay down, there's like a counter of two. Uh, yeah. and so if you're not putting one down, it kind of just banks and until it gets full. And then if it gets full, it kind of just automatically places one on the ground. Um, whereas if you have one banked if you stop moving it ch chucks it on the ground for you automatically you'd be like oh i want to set up here so i stop moving and it places it uh and so what happens is you just like level that thing up until like the reload is extremely quick and you're just placing turrets everywhere and it's yeah. it's like having another player in the game because they shoot they shoot and do damage and then you can get unlocks for those things so that like oh now they move around and follow you or you know they uh the flame turret will shoot jewel um dual fire and and all this stuff and so it's like i uh, i don't know man i've just had so much su success with that spe like specific just going turrets and just yeah. fucking standing there and being like nothing can touch me because like everything is just exploding and i'll just the boss is over here i know it's about to pop in a minute so i'll lay down you know 15 turrets and that thing will be dead in like 10 seconds yeah um as opposed to me kiting the boss around for two minutes while i get in fucking pummeled by everything and so yeah. yeah i i pretty soon after we finished the podcast i jumped in i think later that night was playing a bunch i locked the uh, engineer got turrets and beat like three straight games i i, I won i was like all right well yeah. this seems a bit broken and every time and then at that point i had like oh you've now unlocked turrets and so i can take in other characters and be like oh here's a flame turret i can use that as like a thing um yep anyway in saying that it, it did make me feel powerful like something that was sort of missing from that last was, yeah yeah but at the same time i don't know that like i said last week i don't think that's the game they're going for like i think they want it to be a bit more uh interactive in terms of you running around and like doing the actual mining and by you having like being a bit more chaotic and i never felt i never felt that chaos when i was having a turret because like oh i'm sweet here like yeah. everything is so easy 
And so, yeah, I think they've got a bit of a balance problem at, at the moment with that, which is fine. It's an early access game. I, I, think, the reason- they, I think they're constantly adjusting it too because uh, when I, I was like shocked, like either hmm. I got gods here at the game overnight in my sleep somehow yeah. or between when we talked about it on the podcast and the next day, I, there was a patch, but I went and played it the next day and like I immediately finished the like I finished the level like with and I hadn't unlocked the turrets yet I just unlocked I used the the gunner dude and I immediately finished that level and I hadn't fucking hadn't done it before that I hadn't been able to I wasn't doing enough damage I wasn't coming close and then I just fucking immediately pissed it in I'm like I think something's changed right like Mm. I think I'm yeah and I hadn't done any meta upgrades to make my life that much easier. So, yeah, I was just like, there must have been, they must have done a balance pass or something. Uh, made it a little bit easier at the lower levels or something. So, yeah. yeah, I'm not too sure about that purely because they, there's been a couple of patches like over the last week. One of them was a, um, like a general fix patch. And then there was right. a balance patch yesterday where they've actually listed like, hey, here's the balance changes. Right. And they're all buffs. <laughs> um, right, so maybe I did just get really good. Yeah, I'm assuming night. like, because I thought maybe you're right, they were just tweaking in the background. But the fact that they've listed those balance changes yeah, yesterday yeah. makes it seem like that's not something they're doing. Um, but yeah, I mean, everything in this list is is buffs from what I can see. Like oh, increased reload speeds and making things quicker, tick rates increased. They're trying to buff their way out of problems as opposed to nerfing. I always like that. Uh, so yeah, I don't know. I I still find it fun. Uh, I still find it hair raising. But I do agree that the turrets do trivialize things a little bit. But I have found that if I just go to the gunner as opposed to the engineer. And I don't have access to all of the turrets. Mm. It's kind of striking like that right balance for me between yeah. the challenge and and the fun. I don't know. I just yeah. Well, the other thing is like there is an internal sort of challenge system where you have to um, reach beat a the, certain level with a gun or yeah, or beat the game in a specific way using yeah. a specific character or, uh, you know, stump, or you, like you said, level the, t- the gun up to level 12 and take mm-hmm. that in as opposed to being like, all right, you can't just do it this way. Or it'll be like, use these specific, like use kinetic weapons and that's it. Um, and so it does sort of force you a little bit to, to try other stuff that the game has there. Um, but at the moment, I just don't think there's enough in there to like sort of incentivize that at the same time, which is fine. Yeah. Like it's still an early access and they're still working on it. So, yeah. Yep. Anyway, um, anything else you wanted to add for that? No, I don't think so. I think you, you said it all. I mean, yeah, I was going to say basically all the same things. Uh, maybe not as, uh, I don't know, not with as much finality, but uh, yeah, I just, I, I was staggered to notice there was that huge difference between how i was feeling when i was talking to you and then the very next day when i was playing i'm just fucking pissing it in i'm like all right i think i i got good at this yeah no that's exactly what happened to me except i was using the 
the tarts. Yeah. <laughs> the tarts. <laughs> I do. I like that system that they've got where you like you ha- use a gun and max it out, and then you unlock the ability to get those tiered upgrades on it. I like mm. that system. Sure. Uh, yeah, I think it's an interesting way to because otherwise, yeah, you could just have all of the unlocks straight from the get go and. No, you, you actually have to like, it's a added layer of incentive, right? Like you're like, oh, I'm definitely, I've definitely fucked this run. But if I can at least unlock the tier 10 on my electric drone, then I I will have maxed that out and I'll be able to like use its tiered upgrades next time. So I'm going to try and live just long enough to get enough levels to do that, that type of thing, you know? just a clever way to add extra reasons for people yeah yeah okay uh all right next up we've got uh last epoch um i mentioned last week i was gonna chat about this um because i had uh i think i was downloading it while we're talking um right or had downloaded it uh Anyway, so this is an action RPG, uh, sits in the same sort of category as like a, a Diablo, I guess is the, maybe the king of this sort of genre, um, with uh, like Path of Exile uh, also sort of slotting in there as well. So if you can sort of think of those two games, this is the same um, sort of genre as that. It, it does like, kind of like Path of Exile, like takes a lot of inspiration from Diablo, <laughs> like the hardened all that sort of stuff is is, is quite uh, similar. Um, so this is a game that I think was in early access and has now gone 1.0. It's got a pretty big following on, on at least PC at the moment. Uh, over 120,000 concurrent players uh, plus like right now playing. Um, so it's doing really well. Uh, I'll, I'll go into the negatives, negatives first purely just because... Um, uh, it has been affecting the experience and that's the uh, um, the network for it is uh, it's struggling they've uh, obviously not prepared or weren't like didn't know it was going to be this popular and yep. so um, yeah they're having to spin up and try and figure out ways to increase the amount of players that are jumping in this, into this game I guess in the similar, similar sort of vein that we saw recently with, with uh, Helldivers 2 yep. right um and so, uh, yeah, during those first few few days, there were a lot of like big queues that were sort of happening. Um, but the the main sort of problems that I was seeing was like uh, loading times or like interactivity with the game. Um, so it is a it, it does have two modes: is an online mode and a, an offline mode. But I've been oh. playing it in online. Mm-hmm. Um, so when you're uh, when you're running around, I guess in the main hub areas, there are other players you can interact with, and there's you know chats and all that sort of thing. But when you're in the actual dungeon areas, you're kind of just running around by yourself. It's not like Diablo Four where you can randomly run across other players. At least at the moment, I I don't know if they've maybe turned stuff off because they've definitely turned right. stuff off at this point, yeah. and I think it's to fix or like alleviate a bunch of the problems they're having with with the network and and trying to get at least players in and at working um so the biggest one i sort of had that first couple of days was like loading into areas or like opening up my town portal and being like i'm going back and just like sitting there and waiting and like 
nothing sort of going on and then 15 seconds later load me into the, the next area um it was pretty bad the first like day i was playing to the point where yeah. i was like trying to get into another area of the map and i'd be like is it broken or like what is going on it's just kind of sitting there and, I, and then i would like try and run away and come back and sit there for 30 40 seconds and, like nothing, nothing would happen um but in saying that the last couple of times i've played it it's gotten a lot better to the point where sometimes it's instantaneous other times it's still you know 10 to 15 seconds to do it so there's still obviously something going on there um the reason why I th and i've not looked into it uh it's pro i probably should have but the reason why i think they're turning certain features off is because uh when you go from one area to another or like go back to town to sell some stuff and then go back like the entire map is sort of reset and like the things you were like it's not filled in anymore enemies have respawned uh chests have sort of respawned again so I, I don't think it's like saving that instant stuff anymore um there's potentially like a way to you know give them more resources to work with um right yeah so it's probably something i should look at but i'm, I'm assuming that that's not normal and they've probably turned it off because to me that's a bit weird um yep. but that that's sort of the main issues that i've been having from a network side other than that i've not really had any uh like bugs or crashes or, or anything um most of the complaints i've sort of seen on steam the last week have been like due to network issues yeah. or like people being like i can't get into the game i play like that sort of stuff um yep. uh so i've also not played a ton either I, i've put like four or five hours into it and so as i get further in maybe i will come across stuff that is a bit buggy but uh, that's not the experience that I've had so far. Um, so when you spin up the game, you get a, a selection of different characters. There's like wizards, rogues, necromancers, um, all that sort of stuff. You pick one um, and you jump in and you start diabloing. Um, you start clicking on things, they die. You get a series of spells you can cast. Um, <clears throat> and as you level up your character, more spells unlock uh, and you're able to select the ones you want to you know, equip. Uh, it works a bit different to Diablo in terms of like there's a system in place where as you're leveling up your character and getting these new abilities um, you're able to like stick them into a oh I want to like make these um, like my focused abilities and so once you stick that at a slot you can then start leveling up those spells the more you use them and then that sort of unlocks it's got its own sort of separate skill tree of uh like oh here's my shuriken blades i'll use those and i want to focus my points into that and so the when i'm using them i'm, I'm leveling sorry, did up you say shuriken blades shuriken shuriken like fucking ninja star blades like ninja star blades yeah yeah you got ninja stars or are you i'm talking about playing as a rogue uh and All for right. some reason they have ninja blades i don't know all right all right all right cool yeah um cool uh, or like uh so at the moment i'm so i'm playing as rogue the two uh the two sort of my focus areas for spells one of them is um my right click which is just a, a you know shoot my bow three times really fucking quickly and Classic. uh the other one that i i've put points into is uh, uh acid flask um and so they're the two that I've got at the moment, but I've also got like five skills or something that I can use. I've got my right click and I've got QWER that I can 
also too. Um, and I, you know, I think it's like every five levels you sort of unlock another slot that you can be like, oh, I want to experience this stuff. Anyway, so, um, and that's like, oh, my acid flask, like you can start specking points into that. And it, the, the basic one might be like more damage. Uh, and then you start, you start going down this like web of skills and each sort of corner has different types of modifiers for this spell uh, that could make it behave in different types of ways. And so my uh, my right-click ability, for for instance, like one corner of the tree turns into like a, um, uh, a channeling ability. So at the moment, it doesn't use any mana. Uh, I can just click click away for as long as I want. Uh, but right. down the end of this one, it turns it into a, like a, a channeling ability. It uses mana, but it also like at a certain point, uh, every like three hits, it'll do like a multi-hit or a multi-proc. And so it's now shooting a bunch of arrows, like they split off. And then, um, you know, there's like seven or eight different sort of notches in this uh, skill tree in that particular area that like I can put points into and it'll affect the way that that spell works. Um, and so I think that stuff is really cool. Like it's, it's actually um, allows you to tinker around with these spells and really dive into a way that um, allows you to modify them quite well. Um, Diablo 4 definitely has that in there, but it's a little bit more confined. Um, right, yeah. But in saying that, the synergies that I'm having right now with the weapon, with the the skills that I've got, it's just it's not on the same like level as like as the Diablo. Um, right. So the 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 way that you play like D4, you'd be you'd playing as a, a rogue class, right? You've got your your right click skill. Um, or mo I actually most I think all the characters sort of work this way. It's actually a really uh, engaging way to get the player to. Um, try things like try different things uh, usually you'll like use a, a right click ability and that will allow you to build up a bar whether that's mana yeah. rage um, or whatever that, that specific character's got to uh, that thing their mana whatever their, yeah, whatever their mana is called different right? word for mana is yeah yeah um, and then once you build that up, you're like, oh, I'm going to use this other ability. I'm going to press E or, or, or three and that'll make me do like rain of fire down or I can do a fireball. I'm a wizard because I've got enough mana and all that sort of stuff. This is like, I press right click on things. It doesn't cost me anything. Um, and so I can just constantly use it. And instead my skills cost mana, which the mana recharges by itself over time. But I can also um, later on, which... I'm at like level 17, I think at the moment. I've now started getting into like a passive skill tree because uh, there's right. multiple skill trees um, where like, oh, I can passively put, I can point, put points into this and every hit that I do, it'll give me plus two mana and plus two health or some shit. And so um, that's just not something that's there from the start. And so that synergy of like me right clicking on things for a couple of moments and then pressing a spell and then right clicking on things to build it up again uh quickly and then doing two more spells like it's not there you kind of just at least the first couple hours i'm just right clicking on stuff because that's effectively killing things for me and it's effective yeah. way of doing it and so it and just you played didn't... a fucking sork in d4 didn't you so yeah are you used to just right clicking on things and everything dies i mean yeah a bit bit of eventually like that <laughs> the way each of those characters work in D4 is like you're building that bar up 
and then unleashing a bunch of spells and then building it up really quickly again. Whereas this is here, like purely you just right clicking and then that's it. There's no reason yeah. to really press those buttons. I like I've never found a I've needed to do it. Um, and is I there a level cap in Last Epoch? I don't know. Because I wonder if it's just sort of like that. Because I do remember feeling like I'd reached a point in Diablo 4 early on where mm -hmm. I wasn't really needing to make all that much use of my other shit. Right. You know, and then I got to a point where I'm like, oh, fuck, I better start actually doing my fucking... Uh, my buttons. I, I better start doing my fucking rotations right yeah yeah and so maybe yeah maybe level 17 just isn't fucking fired off i don't know yeah but that's the thing is it, those if it does get like later on sort of like that i'm just like it's taken too long anyway like that should be built yeah, in from the, the beginning of the game there. yeah yeah um and it also means that like the things i'm unlocking like i don't know if they're good because i'm not really using them right right yeah, yeah. um on top of that a lot of the early unlocks are kind of similar um like it, it's it's done really straight at least for the rogue maybe i just picked a fucking bad class but it's like as a rogue i can go bow and arrow or i can do like uh melee attacks um using like daggers or whatever and there's kind of like three different skill trees that you can you can spec into um and there's like dual dual wielding and all that sort of stuff so a lot of that is there but it's like oh your right click ability flurry is kind of similar to this other ability which you know i'm doing three hits with this my right click but there's this other one here where it's similar it's three clicks but third click makes things explode on fire and then this other unlock is like sort of same as well it's like three three shots with you whatever and then it's like these kind of all sound the same like they're doing the same yeah. thing and they're the main spells i'm unlocking and then i've got my acid flask and a mm -hmm. taunt ability um and my my ninja blades um and i'm just like that's it's not really like in diablo 4 every time i played a new character I was like holy fuck this is like shit is blowing up and this skill is really fucking cool whereas this i'm just like oh this is kind of underwhelming i'm just throwing a thing to taunt stuff and then right clicking and shooting my bow like that Combos have you considered, and this this might sound radical, but have you considered that you might just be a Blizzard fanboy? Have you thought? I am a Blizzard fanboy. Yes, yeah, 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 it is yeah, true. Yeah, yeah. I I was thinking it right. Uh, I wasn't sure if I should say it, mm. but I did. I was. I it was coming across. Yeah, you were like, oh yeah, and then when Diablo, Diablo Four does anything, I'm like, oh my god, that's so fucking cool. But when it last Epoch does the same <laughs> thing, I'm like. That's so fucking it's lame. It's definitely not doing the same thing. It's like, fuck, it's stupid. So this feels like more... <laughs> it's obviously taken a lot of inspiration from Diablo, but it, at least what I'm playing so far feels more like a Diablo 3. In Diablo 4, you're throwing out... You're a rogue, right? And you're throwing out these shivs, and they're so fucking cool. But in the last Evoch, you're a rogue, and you're throwing out these shuriken blades, and it's so fucking lame. They're like... I'm a rogue, not a stars. ninja, you idiots. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's just a bit more slower paced for whatever reason. Like, the right, amount of yeah. enemies on the screen, like, it, it just feels slower. I'm not fighting as many um the combat like 
there's not as much happening on the screen, but like it seems to be put together really well. Um, like you could probably grab this thing and be like, go fucking make a Diablo spinoff. Like do it, and they'd probably do something that's awesome because it, it's definitely that you can see that inspiration is clearly there. Um, they're they're explicit devs, aren't they? Oh, are they? I right. So yeah. Um, the thing I'm interested, I'm like definitely gonna keep playing more because what's interested me is like the. Um, the, the skill trees sort of unlock and like as you go further there's being able to really hone in specific skills and and uh put points into that um the the the, the inventory system's a little funky like it's hard to manage a lot of your gear there's no like junk button i'm not really sure how the crafting system works it hasn't explained that to me yet so i'm not really sure if i should be using it um it's also hard to like get a grasp of what's better than the stuff you've got like it doesn't convey that information really well sometimes um on rare occasions at least early on it's been like there's no item level attached to something and then later on i'll be like oh this is a this is for a rogue level five um well this is for like a, a mage i'm like well i'm not a mage so none of this shit's any good uh, and it, it does that like old diablo 3 thing where it just kind of well, was it did diablo 3 do this i can't remember where it like uh, everything I'm getting is just sort of for everyone. Like, it's not tailored to my character. And so I'm getting, like, giant mallets and shields and uh, and axes. And I'm like, I, I can't really use this. Like, I, I literally can't use this stuff. It's It says it's for this other class. And so um, it's just filling up my inventory with shit that I can't use. And, and I'm also not sure what I should be doing with it. Like, should, am I just selling this stuff? Or is there, like, a, a junking system or... Um, it just hasn't explained like really any of that. So I've got to go watch some YouTube videos to figure that sort of stuff out. Um, but it's, uh, it's got dinosaurs, Job. So I think you'd like it. I'm back in. <laughs> yeah. Sign me up. Yeah. Um, so I, I love dinosaurs the way you love Blizzard. Right. Well, that you'd probably be a good fit for this. Son. Excellent. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I'm going to keep playing. Why wouldn't... I've watched the trailer. Mm -hmm. Why wouldn't you put dinosaurs front and center? I don't understand. All this other garbage <laughs> I keep showing off. Yeah. Just show me the fucking dinosaurs, you fucking dorks. That would, that's what, how you sell games. Show people dinosaurs. Right. I'm seeing bones. I'm seeing scorpions. No dinosaurs. Just, just clown shit. And they're like, imagine how fucked the servers would be if they'd shown dinosaurs. Maybe they were smart not to show dinosaurs. Cause then they'd be super fucked. Everyone to try to buy it. Yeah, like this rogue I'm watching now on the trailer is doing cool shit. I'm like, I've got none of that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like doing yeah, backflips yeah. and fucking jumping all over the place. Yeah. Uh no. Anyway, um, have you tried getting good? Yeah. Yeah. Like, just play more so you can unlock those cool things. Right. Uh. So anyway, yeah, I'm going to keep playing because uh, I'm enjoying aspects of it. It's just like, um, it, it just hasn't really grabbed me as much as like Path of Exile sort of did or, or, or Diablo 4. You sort of see how much um, they've obviously had a lot of time to, to hone those games and, and, and put a lot of polish and figure out those systems. Um, yeah. And so maybe this is just more of like a community thing where you've actually got to go read how a bunch of this stuff works and, and sort yeah. of figure it out. Um, maybe I'm just like using the wrong spells or like skill tree. I've got to go look at builds and all that sort of thing. 
so I'm gonna keep checking it out. Um, but it's it's uh, Last Epoch. If you're into Diablo or Path of Exile, it's one to go watch a trailer. See what you think. Um, mm. uh, the I I don't know what I'd recommend at the moment purely because if you start an offline character, there's no way to take that character online, and also vice versa. If you've got an online character, you can't play offline. Um, it's it's only right. for one or the other. So uh, I, I don't I don't know how you'd start. I'd probably just play online at this point. Um, the the issues that I've sort of faced the last couple of days aren't that problematic. So right, yeah. Um, and it's about and fifty bucks. Did you mention maybe you mentioned while I was watching trailers? But yep. uh, what what subclass you gonna try for? Um, I've because well, I've not unlocked that yet. It's uh, I think level twenty. You haven't thought about it or anything. Well, it's it's kind of locked, and so I can't see them at this point. Oh, okay. Yeah. There's a screenshot on the store page that I'm looking at. So okay. That's there's Blade Dancer, Marksman, or Falconer. Right. Yeah, I'm not you know, sure. Those tickling yet. your pickle. I don't know. No. No, I'm not sure. All right. I'm not sure. I can cast a turret, oh, like a like a turret. And it shoots. Yeah. It's not, it's not very roguey. No. It also doesn't shoot a lot, so... Not very roguelitky. Oh, it, it is roguelitky. Like, uh... Deep Rock Galactic Survivors. Is, oh, shoot not. a turret. Yeah. In turrets. Yeah. Uh, on the weekend... Yes. Uh... I was at a brewery. Okay. And... Right across the road... This fucking big fuck off crow tackled a little tiny like finch or Child? plover or something. Right. A bird. Into the fucking bitumen, mm. into the middle of the road. And then it stood on the thing and pecked it to death right in front of me. It was fucking bananas. And then metal. once it had finished pecking it to death, it picked it up. And carried it over to a trailer across the road mm, and then ate it while it was on the trailer. <laughs> and ate it while it was not on the my trailer. City. Like it thought that I'm not eating off the road. I'm not I'm not an animal. I'll eat off the tra- a trailer like a fucking decent bird. And like after after about like an hour and a half of this, the the crow flew away. And this was heartbreaking but actually true two other identical tiny birds to the first tiny bird flew over and like looked at it and like they were saying goodbye it was Mm. fucked up it was messed up anyway the falconer thing reminded me of that so don't be a falconer yep birds are fucked man right yeah absolutely yeah Yeah. okay we have uh, we got some more games here Joe busy podcast week um dice dice folk is a uh a game we got <laughs> quite a while ago um which yeah. is nice i had a lot of time to play seven months ago seven, seven years we've had this one um <laughs> uh it's from uh, uh good shepherd entertainment published by them um it's a s- smaller indie game uh it's a card deck building game which i mean this is up a your alley like yeah uh, and it's also Pokemon-esque like, which is again, this is two for two right here. 
right? You're like, this is, you're frothing. Like they've, they've scoped out my alley. <laughs> yeah. They're going for it. Yeah. Um, and so the, uh, yeah, the basic idea of this game is you're putting together, um, you start off with these Pokemon-esque uh, characters um, and as you work your way through this world, you're battling other creatures um, and then eventually finding more powerful cards to add to your deck or the, sorry, more powerful, um, what are they called? Chimera summoners? Chimeras, yeah. Yeah. Um, and each one has uh, usually like some sort of certain ability uh, and you take them to battle and the way that the battling system works is you have dice and uh, you start off with three dice and you roll them and each side of the dice has uh, some sort of marking on it and you may have uh, an attack ability or a, a defense or at the very start of the game you end up with there's a sometimes a bit of rubbish in there so it could be like an idol which doesn't really do anything it kind of wastes your turn um, and there's also like rotations as well so it might allow your team which is generally positioned in like a triangle with a leader at the front uh, to rotate in and out and so you swap them uh, to the leader position and most of the time the opposing leader will attack the leader at the front um, so you're you're rolling these die you're selecting your um, which faces you want to use and then the other side of this game is you are playing both sides you're playing your characters but you're also playing the opposing enemy team as well you're you're using their die to pick what they should be doing um, and so there's quite a bit of strategy involved in like who you want the other team to attack or do i rotate certain um creatures in and out um or do i do a specific like do I waste a turn by having them by having them rotate and then use their mirror their mirror die which just does like the same thing again and then I've rotated that move um, or do I use this other thing on them and so there's uh there's a lot of involvement in like trying to figure out the order of how things should progress because what happens is um, once your your team members take damage that's sort of permanent and, and is not recovered until you get to like a resting spot or you've got yep. an item that you can use and so each um each level in this area is quite important um and so making sure you're not flat out killing one of these creatures um you know may benefit you further down the line uh and as you are exploring these areas you sometimes come across new uh, more powerful things that you can add to your arsenal and swap out and bring Chimera. with you and you're finding gear or you'll find a shop and that allows you to like transform the dice you've got and put other things on them like replace certain sides and the idols yeah you can replace those idols now or you can get rid of some of your attack abilities and maybe uh change them to to make them buff or um yeah as you get deeper and deeper into the game there's other dice that you can sort of collect and and um, some, of, some of the creatures will have mana or intellect and they do different types of abilities depending on how much of, you know, those stats they've got. Um, and so, yeah, I, I put, I basically, I think I finished the game at this point. Um, yeah. or, may, or maybe I didn't. 
there's definitely stuff stuff that happens at the end and i can't remember if i finished it or not um but i spent a ton of time playing this game i had a lot of fun with it um you know it's not overly complicated but it's there's definitely like some depth there and it um it does start to open up a little as you start to learn the systems and play a bit more and then you begin to learn strategies that you can sort of uh take with you and, and reuse them like there's points in that game where i i was like how am i supposed to beat this thing like this doesn't make any like what am i supposed to do i don't get it and then as you right. keep playing you unlock more of these uh, chimeras in the game and some of those are like more powerful and then you can get like rare ones um or rarer versions of them and they're sort of like upgraded from what they normally do and um once you sort of learn a lot of that stuff and then you're upgrading so you're collecting like more items and unlocking more items and uh yeah it's it's a lot of knowledge uh that, that, that comes and and uh once you uh get the ability to <clears throat> take more things into the game with you that's when that sort of spiral of oh cool now i can progress a little bit further and further and further comes along like it must have been about 10 hours into the game before i even realized you can get extra dice or die to add to your lineup i would because oh, really? i'd never buy them yeah i was like what you telling me i have more than three? <laughs> oh my god yeah so you're, you're playing, playing this hard game mode. like just yeah fucking super hard mode that is incredible that is the easiest way i knew to, about like deeply and dramatically upgrade yeah like and make the game easier is the fast fucking way to do it because there are items like little dice you can get where oh, it's yeah, like yeah. oh the you can use this dice, for like yeah. one combat and that's it yeah. and i'm like yeah i always bought that i was like they're fucking cool and then at one point i accidentally clicked <laughs> one and it gave me like i was like did that just give me a new die like what is happening i was like holy shit i can i can do this oh, my uh, it God. changed it changed the game for me oh that's amazing anyway um what about have you played much of this at all or what yeah, are your sort of thoughts as much as you but um i've i've gone i've made a couple of runs on it um and uh yeah i really like it like uh, i just i think the the way the different monsters synergize like uh, the the chimera synergize like you just i i just every mm. time i get to like the third uh totem in an area when yeah. you we unlocking your like every uh let's call it an act every yeah. act uh there are three totems and each of these totems has a uh a chimera hidden at it and uh i i actually don't think it's a necessary like i don't see what it adds to it but you don't know what all the chimera are until you've visited all of the totems yep Right, you can pick any of the uh, chimera at the third totem, so it, it doesn't really add much. Like I don't understand why it sort of presents it like, oh yeah, yeah, okay, you've you've reached the first totem. You could take this chimera, or you could see what the next one is and wait for that. But like, there's no risk. So what happens is, um, if you take the first one, I know it transforms the others into like other stuff but um, i don't know if you what happens if you like pick just one of them like if you've already visited them i can't remember if that transforms them again or if you've like or because you've already been to them and visited that's it they're gone so that's potentially oh, i've never been back to any fucking totems after i always go to the third totem and then i pick from the three yeah 
I think if like I if you pick the first all. one, the rest of those totems disappear and they're replaced with something else. Right. Uh, but okay. I, I don't. I don't actually. No, I did skip. I have skipped at the third totem because I was very happy with my build. Yeah. And it's and it comes up with a warning. It's like you won't get anything if you skip picking a Chimera here. Right. I'm like, well, I don't give a fuck. Whatever. Let's <laughs> go, bitch. I know what I want. I got I got the team. This team's going to win it. And that team did fucking win it. Uh, yeah, you get some really cool fucking synergies. I had this one. Uh, I can't remember any of the fucking Pokemon's names, but... Um, you call them Pokemon. You had uh, Charizard. Yep. Oh, yeah, <laughs> what yeah. else I had a Charizard, right? And this Charizard. And uh, anytime uh, any of my teammates... Hmm. Uh, would attack as long as it wasn't in the leader position uh, it would attack with them uh, and so uh, I wound up just pumping this fucking thing so fucking hard in attack damage and then I had a second guy uh, who what was it as long as it ha it was missing HP and it wasn't in the leader position it would attack uh, and so, and and then the the third guy was if it rotated, um, anytime it rotated into the leader position, it would attack. Yep. And so, this 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 combo, I was putting out so much fucking hurt, and there was literally nothing. Like this was external to the other, to the dice entirely right it didn't matter what my dice said or what their dice said or anything uh because basically all i needed was my my i don't know the dude who rotates right i pumped his health like i jacked it all the way up it was at like fucking 60 or something um and so he just sat there in the fucking leader position and I would have to like rotate. You always get like a rotate dice. Uh, but I spent all of my fucking points eliminating having to rotate. And I just had a rotate in any direction dice. Uh, and then, uh, so like my, sorry, my rotate dice of the six sides had to rotate in any direction. Uh, and that was it. And then, so if that showed up, the other four were, were attacks. But most of the time, I just rotate fucking old mate back into the fucking main position. He'd attack. Charizard would attack. And then at the end of the fucking round, uh, Ding Dong was missing HP. He was always missing HP. Uh, I, never, I just never healed him. So uh, he would attack. And then Charizard would attack. And then at the start of the next turn... Whoever was attacking would attack and Charizard would attack, but he was doing so much fucking damage that, yeah, they just, they never had a fucking hope. And I had a couple of like artifacts where um, the, uh, like they were doing two attacks a couple of turns. No, that was, that was the second round. I had, yeah, the second round I had, I had this one dude who had like a charge ability so he would attack as soon as the round started. But I had this uh, artifact, whatever it's called, 
where the first attack each round would be done twice. And there are a couple where this dude one-shot the enemy fucking Chimera on the first turn, like just fucking, it was dead before any dice had been rolled. Because it just, it was doing like fucking, had it up to like 15 or something damage. And so it was bang, bang, 30 damage and whatever we were facing was just fucking dead. I'm just like, I have worked this fucking shit out. I'm walloping, which was cool. Uh, but yeah. Uh, I, I, I'm, I have been enjoying it quite a bit. Uh, yeah, I'm keen to play a bit more. Uh, I haven't had as much time as I wanted. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, it is a really compelling, like it's, it's mostly about the synergies for me. Uh, I don't find the story all that interesting. Um, the artwork's nice. Uh, but yeah, the, the way that, the way that the Chimera interact with one another and the way that you create interesting interactions by controlling both sides of the picture is just yeah it just it really spells out something special uh, yeah i think it really works yeah you run into like weird situations where one of the enemy's abilities might be like if you if the other team has no dice left then this attacks automatically and, oh, and yeah, so like yeah. you're having to like all right maybe i don't rotate and i just leave my characters in certain positions or like trying to yeah. figure out like that sort of stuff and learning it and like having to like you have to go in and read specifically every type of interaction and how that works like um yeah it's uh i've had fun with it i had a an art of, no was it an artifact or like you've got artifacts and you've got equipable items right no it's just equip they're all equipable they're all items, items aren't they? yeah yeah uh, they're not artifacts. Uh, but anyway, uh, I had one where as long as every single dice was used, this was Chargy Boy. Chargy Boy, there was like a flying thing and I think I never got rid of my initial little fucking, I don't know, Caterpie or whatever the fuck. Mm. Little useless cunt. But he like, he just... Starting he had one. like three slots for items and... I could just bring too much shit with this motherfucker. Right. But uh, every time all of the dice on both sides were used, um, I would like heal like five health. Everyone on my team would heal five health. I'm just like, fucking hell, this is, this is too much. I got to be doing this shit. Like there's no chance anyone ever fucking does any, gets any hits on me. So yeah. Yeah, just some really interesting like weapons and uh, items yeah. and really interesting ways to deploy them. You know what I did uh, a bunch? A lot of layers. What was like uh, really early on the game, sometimes you'd come across the item shop and it'd be like, well, the, the, the weird free thing where they're cursed. And it's like, once oh, you yeah. put this on, you can't remove it. Like it's stuck on you forever. And the one I'd always pick would be the one that like the next chimera you find would be iridescent, which is like the the shiny version of it and so you stick that on your like trash chimera that you're getting yeah. rid of anyway because it's a starter one and you yeah. there you go boom and you've lost the you item with you, the, you, then yeah. you get rid of the item on the trash guy <laughs> yeah that is that is brutal 
yeah cool that anyway all right uh it's, dice folk is um it's available now if only job had eight years to play uh, he might have finished it but um clearly he didn't get enough time <laughs> so it's it's on windows pc you can find it on steam it's about 22 bucks um if you're not sure there's also a demo you can go and check out um see if you like it but yeah if you're into oh, it's in a bundle with monster folk no monster train yeah that's like a i if you don't have either either of those games and you're into uh card deck builders spy likes yeah spy likes sure um check it out uh, it's a lot of fun okay most trains excellent yes well we've got one more game on this list i am super interested in hearing about it it is called pacific drive tell us about job pacific drive uh so yeah where, where how do you how do you describe a game like this Pacific Drive. It's a survival, a single-player survival game uh, where you are driving a car through the Pacific Northwest, I suppose. Mm -hmm. uh, but you're in a hostile world um, filled with anomalies. So, I guess, imagine my summer car crossed with stalker yeah right which i think is exactly what i imagined when i was picking it up uh that was the sort of the pitch um yeah you got this car you got to keep it going it's your only way to get anywhere or do anything um and there are these spooky anomalies and you need to survive. Uh, in reality, I guess it's like that. I guess it's kind of like that. Except they're like all of your journeys out into the zone. Danger in zone? In the stalker sense. Not, yeah, well, I guess the danger zone, but also the zone in the stalker sense. All your journeys out there are, are instanced. They're all like you're going, you're not just, you, you don't have like a section of Washington state to drive around or something. You've just got like huge, you've got your hub area. And then you drive out of that and through this gate. And then the gate teleports you to another instanced area. And then, uh, yeah, you you do whatever it is you're trying to achieve. And then you move on or you go back. You trigger the thing that allows you to go back. Or you do whatever it is. Uh, like, yeah, you either proceed on your journey to the next stage on your journey, sort of like a rally, right? You got stage one, one, and then you got stage one, two, and then you got stage one, three, and then you got stage two, one, two, 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 three, et cetera, et cetera. Um, you do, yeah, you do these, these sections in stages, but yeah, you're not, you're not roaming around freely. You, yeah, there's small sub levels. It's not a deal breaker. It's just sort of the fucking essence of the game, right? It's very stop-start. 
right? Like you call it, like in my mind, Stalker meets My Summer Car. Stalker meets I don't know Test Drive Unlimited. Uh, it brings to mind a freer version of Stalker, where you can go places faster, and you can explore even further, and you can do even more. But instead, the reality of Pacific Drive is you're actually moving at a far slower pace than you would be in Stalker. And it just winds up being really fucking frustrating. Um, yeah, you, you don't have anywhere near as much mobility, right? And it's not just because fucking cars can't jump or vault over things or whatever the fuck. That's, that's not even the problem, but... I'll get to the problem in a second. The you know you 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 do up this car. You've got to look after its bits and bobs. Uh, there are characters around there trying to help you. Uh, you get sort of teleported into this alternate universe version of where you are, and uh, it's it's obviously dangerous. There are some creepy things, gugars out there and whatnot, but um. Yeah, like at its essence, it's a, a survival game. You go out, you get your resources, you head back to base. Think Subnautica, right? Think, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think Raft is a pretty good comparison point. Mm -hmm. Think Raft, but single player. Uh, your lifeline is this vehicle, right? Uh, in Subnautica, it's the fucking drop pod when you first start until you make a fucking base. Uh, in Raft, it is the Raft. If you are too far away from this vehicle, then you are fucking dead. In in Pacific Drive, it's it's your car, and it's not an especially it's not a particularly special car. Um, there's nothing particularly fantastic about it you do upgrade it over time you add more doodads and and you replace the plating and stuff like that get better wheels and all that kind yeah. of stuff it's a, it looks like the, it's a station wagon from uh from uh national lampoons that's what it looks like <laughs> that's yeah that's exactly it um yeah it's a it's an old yeah fucking late 80s family car sorry sorry oh come on don't do this to me wow the fucking sneezing this fucking <laughs> look at the light everywhere. look at the light <laughs> now i'm blind um because you took the light so, off. you're taking them with you yeah that's it so yeah you you sort of you get a lot of what you're getting doesn't really mean all that much right like you you need a specific set of items to dismantle a specific set of like fucking materials. So if you see like a television out in the world, you can bash with a crowbar until it breaks. Uh, but you're better off using this fucking screw, this, this drill thing to smash it. Um, Cause your crowbar will, will also break eventually. Uh, you can smash lights and uh and get the glass out of them but if you use like this vacuum thing you'll get the bulb as well which is useful in other in other ways 
Uh, you can use the drill thing on a plasma generator, but if you use this impact hammer, then you will get the plasma out of it. You know, like there's more efficient, there's, the, you can sort of harvest any interactable item, but there are more efficient ways. And so like that's sort of the progression growth is finding the more efficient ways to harvest all these items. And then once again, you go back to your main base and you use the items that you've harvested to upgrade either your base or your car or yourself sort of uh sort of it's the upgrading itself is fucking weak as piss uh, you can get a bigger backpack and everything else doesn't really matter um oh shoes that don't don't have as much fall damage i think but i never found fall i, I don't think i ever suffered from fall damage um so yeah, upgrading all this stuff, you're going along and uh, yeah, eventually it sort of dawned on me that I wasn't really like, I don't, I don't know, like it'd be like going to a fucking strip mall. Like the areas that I'm covering, this, the area that I'm covering in these excursions isn't really all that big and in a lot of in a lot of cases, I don't know if it's to save on like resources or what, but like it'll be a, a road that like, sort of loops around a mountain where it would literally be faster for me to just walk up the fucking mountain, but I'm not allowed to leave my car, and the car doesn't have the grip to go up the fucking mountain, um, but I can and and like actually did uh, walk. I walked up a hill and it was faster than it, it took to drive. And the other thing is, yeah, it'd be like if you're in a fucking strip mall and you're like, okay, well, I've got my, I don't know, fucking, I've got my booze. I hit up the liquor store. Now I gotta go get a haircut, right? So I can have a nice haircut while I drink alone. I'm going to hop in my car and drive it five meters and then park at the barber store, uh, shop, right? And then I get my hair done and then I get back in the car and I drive another five meters and then I stop and I go and get my fucking fish and chips or whatever, right? Like, the, the you, you just, it's sort of, the reason I use Raft as a comparison point is because, like, you wind up, this is your lifeboat. This car is your lifeboat. It is everything. It's the only way you exist in this zone. But in practice, it sort of just winds up adding significantly to your tedium, right? Because you can't really equip it. You can't like, you don't return to the car and it's your home base. You return to the car so you can return to your home base. You can't return to your home base without the car. Uh, and so, yeah, you need to like use the car for that. You can't leave the car too far behind uh, because uh, like if, if fucking monsters get to it, then it'll fuck it up and then it'll be unusable and you'll have to fix it before you leave. So you can't, you got to sort of baby the fucking thing. Uh, 
at the same time, if you want to, like, if the zone area you're in is collapsing or whatever, you want to be near your fucking car to get the fuck out, like, you wind up, you're, it's not, I don't know, in Raft, the boat was a lifeboat. In this, the car's more of a fucking anchor that you're dragging along behind you. Right? You're like, oh, I gotta get the fucking car again. Right? And it wouldn't be so bad, except, like, it turns out the process of using, like, manually using all the bits and bobs of a fucking car is kind of fucking tedious. Right? Like, every time you get in the car, you gotta open the door, you hop in the car, you turn the key, which you have to do manually. There's no, like, hotkeys that I can find. You turn the key, you put the car... Uh, out of park into drive and then you press W and you can move forward and then when you're getting out of the car you put the park, uh, car in park you turn the key to turn it off if the lights are on you turn the lights off so the battery doesn't fucking dim uh, you open the car door you hop out the car door you close the car door like it's just like it's cool and you're like yeah this is rad the first 20 times but after that it just turns into this sort of i don't know like ex like extended time wasting exercise where you're just like what's what what is the what is the go here right like so is this subnautica but i got to sit through the fucking animation of me going into an airlock every fucking 30 seconds instead right like because that kind of fucking sucks right like i can't even just swim up to the surface of the water to get oxygen back i have to go back to my fucking little life raft every single time yeah it's just kind of fucking annoying mm. so i just i've just i found myself like yeah, just not getting it at all. Yeah. I mean, like, the... the It's very positive on Steam at the moment. Um, sure. But, like, looking at some of the negative reviews... Um, so, it's got 3,460 uh, reviews and, and about 700 of them are negative. Um, and, right. like, looking at the, some of the negative stuff is, is talking about, like, that... How tedious things are and how sort of repetitive it becomes after the first couple of hours you're sort of just fetching the same materials and it's all copy paste sort of stuff so it seems like there's people in the have the same sort of complaints that you've got of it being doing the same thing too many times over and over again and just becoming re repetitive and tedious and yeah yeah i just i'd like yeah there's just nothing like there's nothing out in the world that you can sort of go I saw one saying like there's no random encounters or anything you're kind of just doing the thing it's asking you to and you're out of there. Yeah, yeah, like it's very like it's very linear, right? Like it's very it's it's all constructed for you to to do. You arrive at things exactly when you're supposed to. Even when I try to like divert as far as possible from the path because it's not a true open world because it's made of these chunks there's only so far off the beaten path you can go right before you wind up at the place you're supposed to go anyway and 
yeah, like, uh, I don't know. It's just, it's almost like, what was the point of making this a survival game, right? Like, why not? Why isn't it just uh, a driving simulator instead of a walking simulator, a dri driving simulator with like the occasional, like I could see, yeah, occasionally hopping out and refueling or scrounging for fuel even, right? Or re repairing a busted tire, but like have it along a massive fucking stretch of road as opposed to and then going back and upgrading your car or replacing a windshield or doing whatever the fuck like i instead of going back and going back out and going in and going like instead of that tedium why not have it be an actual road trip journey from one location to another you know it just because then there would be a, like it's a literal sense of progress, right? Whereas here, yeah, it winds up feeling tedious because on a micro level, you're doing the same shit all the time. And on a macro level, you're doing the same shit all the time because every single rally stage starts with 1-1, one, one, right? Like you are always going to start at 1-1. One, one. So once you've done 1-1 one, one to get to 1-2 one, or 1-2A one, or 1-2B or 1-2C, like fucking four or five or a dozen or two score times, yeah, of course it's going to feel fucking repetitive. You know, like, it's just fucking, yeah, I'm just, I find it very confusing. Yeah. I don't know. All right. Fair enough. Um, well, that's, yeah, a bit yeah. disappointing because it had, it seemed like it had a lot of potential and hey, I mean, some people may still enjoy it, but. Um, yeah, I think people could still enjoy it. Just not me. Yeah. So. All right. Well, look, that is Pacific Drive. Uh, it is available now. Uh, I'm guessing you played on on PC, um, but did, it's also yes. available on PlayStation Five, and it is around about thirty nine dollars at the moment. It's on sale. So, um, cool. Mm -hmm. Okay, there you go. That is the games for this week. A, a chunky, a chunky boy we had. Um, mm. We got some news though. It's chunkier news. Um, what do we got here? We Nintendo is suing Yuzu. Uh, this is the emulator. Yuzu emulator. Nintendo Switch emulator? Yes. yes. Um, I, I, I haven't really read a whole lot into this, but I saw it was a Steven Totillo post something on social yeah. media um about the i guess the the filing um and it seems to be specifically around uh wanting them to stop doing it <laughs> but also um yeah. the it looks like the case is sort of trying to drive is in relation to them making money as well because they have a patreon page yeah um as opposed to this being like this open sourced emulator for the nintendo switch which generally i guess would not be a problem um but maybe it's the fact that they're making money off of this where it's a problem uh, and also it allowed yeah. uh, a lot of people to get a hold of one of their biggest games of last year very early which was uh the legend of zelda tears of the kingdom leaked uh what a month in advance something like that i think it was 
it was quite a while. Yeah, yeah, it was like yeah, three and a half weeks on. Yeah. Um. Anyway, what's your takeaway on this? Or do you want to explain more? I don't really know too much about it. Um. Uh, yeah. Like I, I think you covered it pretty well. I mean, essentially, uh, Nintendo is is suing. Uh. Yeah, the, the emulator, I mean, yeah, it is about them making money off of Patreon. Uh, and what they're attempting to do is link uh, the use of uh, Yuzu as an emulator to piracy of Tears of the Kingdom. They're also alleging that it may have uh, damaged sales. Tears of the Kingdom's sales. Uh, I believe due to spoilers uh if yeah if i was reading correctly uh which is bananas because like who gives a fuck about the story in a zelda game people are it's this it's it's like been 20 zelda games it's been the exact same story every fucking time um so i i don't know what the fuck they'd spoil but um you know people get spoiled in all kinds of different ways uh it's fine so uh, yeah, I think I think it's a it's an interesting uh, tack to take. Uh, as I said on our Discord, uh, I I heard uh, back in the day uh, when Tears of the Kingdom uh, was coming out um, that the best way to play it was not on Yuzu at all because Yuzu flat out refused to. Uh, do updates to specifically cater to Tears of the Kingdom and that there was another emulator that wasn't doing updates specifically to cater to Tears of the Kingdom but was working better with that game pre-launch. Uh, and so it's it's interesting to me that Yuzu would be targeted instead of Ryujinx, but I think Yuzu has a more open uh book on its patreon so i think it might be an easier target that they might try this on with with yuzu first and then yeah the golf go for for rijinx <laughs> um what this i i wanted to i wonder a little bit if like why why do it now is what i'm mostly been wondering and i I there's a sniff there's a there's a small chance that they're worried that because the the switch was hacked right uh in its lifetime um the I don't think any of the other consoles has been hacked to run unsigned code in its lifetime since the maybe the Xbox One maybe the Xbox 360 I can't remember uh, but yeah uh, that's uh, so yeah the, but the Switch the Switch was the Wii well nobody gave a fuck about the Wii U but it it to have been because the the dolphin emulator worked uh, the Wii was like all of 
the uh, all of the Nintendo consoles have been hacked and emulated and emulated um, during their lifetime. And I wonder if the reason the Switch was postponed and the reason they're doing this now is because they're worried that the Switch 2 might be just as vulnerable or might have vulnerabilities that can be exploited that they don't know how to do anything about. And so they're trying to go for attack it from a different tack. Sure. I don't know. I, I find it all very interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. I guess we will wait and have to see. But I don't like, I don't think that's going to, st- like, it's not going to stop anyone from making an emulator at some point. Um, no. So, I, I but it might slow them down. And that's all that. Think about it. That's all, all that Nintendo can hope for. Yeah. Yeah. And they keep making consoles with the security of Swiss cheese. Mm. Yeah. All right. All right. Um, what else do we have here? Keep going. All right, let's talk about PlayStation. Uh, so we have some numbers here. Uh, so PlayStation 5 sales are up over uh, 7% ahead of the PlayStation 4 over the same period. Uh, and it's up 68% ahead of the PlayStation 3 for the same sales period. Uh, PlayStation also broke a quarterly record last year from October to December 2023 where they uh, made $9.8 billion in revenue, which was up. Jesus, that's a lot, that's of, a lot money. of money, Job. It was up 16% a lot of money. Uh, for the same period the year before. Uh, unfortunately, uh, end of last year, uh, they... Wait, unfortunately? Well, well despite that, those numbers, last year they, uh, they had to lay off, Sony had to lay off uh, uh, a bunch of people right, at Bungie, um, about 100 yeah. people last year yeah 100 people yeah mm. um so anyway that's that's pretty that's rough despite those huge gains they had to lay off what was it 100 people yeah that's a lot of people yeah. considering the gains considering the, the reported profits and stuff yeah that's um but yeah. apparently it's not enough profits because today uh, uh playstation no. now laying off 900 employees Stop. good god yeah. Um, it's just <laughs> fucked. Yeah, eight percent of their it's workforce. So fucked. Like, Jesus Christ! It's just ludicrous what is going on. I uh, I think I already ran out of fucking optimism. What are we on to now? We're past pessimism. What have we got? Nihilism. Right. Yes, it's fucked. But so is everything else all the time and forever. Uh, life is a cruel joke, etc. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that mm. brings that number for estimated layoffs in the in game developers this year uh, to over 7,000 in the first. We're not even f- finished February yet. <laughs> God damn. Yeah. Um, so what does that affect? So the uh, PlayStation put a, a blog post up. Uh, there will be redundancies at Insomniac Games, which put out they put out a shit game last year uh, with Marvel Spider-Man 2, which didn't sell at all, apparently. 
um <laughs> naughty dog there's going to be redundancies there because they've put out just shit for the last 10 years mm. yeah uh, a lot of their games are garbage as you know job um oh uh, yeah yeah traditionally yep. yeah they're closing playstation studios in london um who've who've also just put out trash for the last they've been around for over 20 years um they were spent about a decade working on singstar titles um which i don't know we played a lot of singstar back in the day job um but have have also been working on other uh, other games since then um so that entire studio has been shut down um they have uh fire i think fire Right was um a company who was potentially working on like a twisted metal live service game that has been cancelled and people are being laid off there uh guerrilla games who also put out shit games like um horizon and 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 uh were they kill kill zone gorilla um yep anyway but yeah horizon's been garbage anyway basically if you make garbage games mm. at sony you're probably uh getting uh laid off so um right because mm-hmm. that's what that's how this works that's how it works you do that's look that's what we're always taught right like you do good work you get rewarded mm. you get that you do bad work money. you get punished right. exactly look at what he did all those years look look what he's done yeah. for activision blizzard and games in general do good work get rewarded do bad work you get punished like, yeah, that's fucked. Yeah, yeah. Marvel Spider-Man 2 uh, sold over 10 million units in its first four months. Wow. Is that is that all it managed? Yeah. Bad work. Oh. That's what we describe as bad work. <laughs> yeah. It should have been 1 billion copies. Uh, and then they might have gotten to keep their jobs. No, they still wouldn't have gotten to keep their jobs. There was no keeping those jobs. That's the fucking trick, right? The trick, the 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 mistake we make, right, is looking at looking at the numbers and looking at the uh, the achievements and trying to tie any sense of that to the unchecked. Uh, greed that uh, holds the actual dragons on their mountains of gold at the top of the fucking pile. Uh, yeah, there's no, there's no correlation. There's no causation. Uh, yeah, it's fucked. Yeah. Yeah, there's yeah. a there's a paragraph in this blog that says to take on these challenges, PlayStation Studios had to grow, uh, and we keep coming back to this that like this all comes back to investors and like always having to be like bigger than last year and not being able to just yeah. they're not happy with you know making a profit and making record profits. <laughs> it's like, well, we need to squeeze every person that we can out of this and try and reduce costs and make them work harder and that's the answer apparently not not cutting like ceos payrolls and we're <laughs> making billions of dollars right well not billions but like millions of dollars and then millions of dollars and bonuses yeah. and all that sort of stuff mm. uh yeah it's fucking bananas anyway 
uh, it, and it just keeps going. Supermassive Games is doing layoffs as well. Um, you know, there are, I think, over 300 em- employees. Um, uh, there was a story saying that, you know, uh, over 150... 150? Uh, oh, sorry, about 100 of them are being laid off. Um, that was today. I'm just sort of reading this now. Um, so they've got... Right. Anyway, yeah, shit's fucked. Uh, PlayStation also talked about how they've got no first-party games this year. It's wild. Yeah. So their yeah. yeah, their plan is to lay off people so games take longer, I guess. Um, Smart. Yeah, that's good. All right. Um, hmm. We've got some other stuff here. Uh, this was announced a couple of days ago, but it sort of... Oh, yeah. It was clearly because they were shutting down... A VR, one of studios. VR studios and laying off half the people at the other make one. Make VR games. Uh, the PSVR two. Uh, there will be. They've got plans to make it compatible on the PC, which is uh, cool if you own a PSVR two. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was one of the things that I said would make me think about getting one. Yep. Uh, which is nice. Uh, it's it's holding. It's it's stopping me. Mm. from getting a MetaQuest 3. Sure. Uh, the other thing stopping me is that I gave you endless amounts of shit for getting the MetaQuest. VR. Yep, yep. <laughs> so yep. Uh, that's helping, that's helping. But uh, it does look pretty cool, Asgard's Wrath, all that kind of stuff. Uh, yeah, but uh, yeah, anyway. If you've got a PSVR 2, that's, yeah. I don't know. That'll be cool eventually. Um, you can play all those PC games. Yeah, nice. I mean, this is something that should have been done at the start, uh, but it's also Definitely. sort of telling as to where PlayStation is thinking right now if they're laying off companies who are working on VR games. So, oh, yeah. Um, uh, the future yeah. of PlayStation I wouldn't VR. Recomm- I, mean, I wouldn't recommend hearing <laughs> this information and going out and buying a PSVR 2. Yeah. For a PlayStation. I would recommend... Yeah, yeah. I recommend waiting until it hits PC and seeing if you can get one on the yeah, cheap. Seeing how well because it this doesn't bode well that they're going to be making many more PSVR games. Yeah, yeah. All right, and the last piece of news here is Pokemon Legends. I don't know how to pronounce. Is this ZA or ZA? I know nothing about this. ZA. 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 Right. Oh, okay. This is like their X. They do an XY game at one point or some shit. Yeah. Yeah, but it's not that. ZA. ZA. Oh, okay. What do we know about this? I am flicking through a trailer right now. There doesn't seem to be any gameplay footage from what I can tell. There sure isn't. this is a next-gen game. I chucked this one on there. (laughs) It's coming out next year on the Switch 2. They announced it this early because I think Power World has them shook. I think they are well shook by Power World. And yeah. so, yeah. Is it, yeah, it's a weird yeah, announcement for them to put out and be like, there's sure no is. gameplay. I, thought, I just thought it was such a fucking, yeah, they had nothing. They're just throwing it out there. Mm. Right? Especially because what's the intended effect? Because wouldn't you just be like, oh, cool. Well, I might as well play Power World for the next year at least. Right. 
right? Like, isn't this going to, who's going to be like, oh shit, well, well, Pokemon fucking Legends is coming out in fucking next year. So I may, I may, I might hold off on buying Power World until then. Nobody's waiting 12 fucking months to play, to maybe play this fucking new Pokemon game. Get the fuck out of here. Ridiculous. I just thought it was a fucking bizarre one. Yep. Yeah. Anyway, uh, what a weird announcement. Uh, Would it drop during like a Nintendo Direct or something? Or did they just put out there? Yeah, it was like a Pokemon Day. Ah, that makes sense then. Sure. Okay. Now, you forgot half the fucking story, Job. (laughs) No, I just didn't care about the rest of the fucking direct. I'm like, why would they just announce this thing? No, they still announced it way too early. What the fuck are you talking about? They didn't have anything to show. No, but they had to announce a Pokemon game. It's Nintendo Day, Job. You need to. You don't have Mass Effect Day Uh, and don't announce anything Mass Effect. That'd be dumb. Right? Well, true. Weird to pick Mass Effect. Or what other video games? Because EA always does like weird video game days. They go like, it's fucking Dragon Age Day or like Mass Effect Day. Uh, I don't know if anyone else does those. I, I guess yeah. I, I guess there's like an Uncharted Day, right? No. The day that the, the thing popped off, the infection started. In Uncharted? Yeah, they... they sorry, Last of Us You mean The Last day. of Us? <laughs> Which version of Uncharted did you play? <laughs> September 26th. way bleaker than I remember. <laughs> um, I must have really missed some bits in four. Yeah, yeah it goes. Um, <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, that's the news right. for this week. Uh, things are still shit. Yeah, there you go. Um, seems like every week we're talking about that. <laughs> We're ending on a yeah. downer. Uh, okay, well, that do we have questions? I don't think so. Uh, no, that's no. fine. No. All right. No. Questions. Anyway, it's it's we're running late, so I'm gonna get some food. Um, right. That yep. is He's the. He's uh, got the hungry. Do, do we have any uh, weekly? Do you want to plug anything for this week? You've been working on. Give a shout out to. Ah, uh, you know, chapter four is going up this yes. week of my uh, story, Blackbirded. So you can check that out on jobyjojo.com, and. Uh, you know what I've been watching is a show called Digman. Digman. Oh, it's it's Digman. Digman. But um Digman. Okay. Uh it's spelled Digman. Uh it's got Andy Sandberg, uh Tim Robinson. Um uh, I can't remember his name, but he's fucking amazing. Tim Meadows. Um and uh, it's a cartoon and uh Andy Samberg is doing his best Nicolas Cage impression as an archaeologist who uh, loses it all. The main character looks like Nick Cage. I'm, uh, I'm just looking at the picture oh, it's, now. It's, it's, wait till you hear yeah. him talk, man. Wait till you hear him. It's 1,000% a Nick Cage yeah. impression. The poster uh, looks like National and, Treasure or something like that. Yeah, yeah. They knew what they were doing. He uh, got terrible reviews. Uh, I don't know why I have been thoroughly enjoying it. It might lean on the old family guy, like joke going on too long. Uh, it like leans on that once or twice, but like, that's surely that's not a unforgivable crime. Otherwise it's pretty fucking funny. Uh, so yeah, that's been 
keeping my spirits up while I endlessly pack boxes. Yep. What about you, Luke? You uh, I will give a, a shout out to uh, The Iron Claw. Um, it is a, oh. a wrestling film starring Zac Efron. Um, you know what? I want Zac Efron to be the next Wolverine. Yeah, oh, I think that'd be okay. sick. He, that nice. dude, I don't know if you've seen him in some of his films where he gets his shirt off, but like Baywatch and this, yeah, and he's just, he's fucking cut. Like, and just on Google, let me <laughs> right, just on Tuesday for you, just in general. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, he's like huge in this film. Um, and I'm like, this dude, I, and he can, he's also a good actor. So I'm like, this dude should fucking play Wolverine. Yep. Like, I'd love to see him as Wolverine. Um, cause not, cause I, you always hear the rumors of like, it's going to be, um, like Daniel Radcliffe. I'm like, I can't see, like, I want to like a fucking jacked Wolverine. Like, dude, it'll be huge. So, like Hugh Jackman got pretty big, but Eventually. yeah, like the, you look at Zach Efron, you're like that dude's, I don't know how much time he spends at the gym, but he's fucking massive. Um, and he's also... Sh- Daniel Radcliffe got pretty fucking jacked for... What was that Weird Al movie? Weird Al? Maybe. Maybe it was called that. <laughs> he, was, he looked... He was... He was... He was... He was uh, yeah. 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 Popping. But he's I want to... All right. If he's Daniel Radcliffe can get his, like, Zac Efron jacked, like, go for it. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> All right. I don't want to have another conversation about muscle, muscle dudes. mass. With you. Uh, no. Anyway, it's uh, if you if you're into wrestling films, uh, it's it's uh, based on a true story. And I'm like, every time something happened, I'm like, that's not fucking what happened. And you look it up, and you're like, that actually happened. All right, yeah. <laughs> fair enough. Yeah. Um, I yeah, I watched it, but uh, I I have been keen. Yeah. Uh, I'll track it down. Yeah, yeah, it's good, especially if you grew up with nice. like wrestling, like like me back in the the early days. Um, Cool. All right. Well, there you go. That is the uh, podcast for this week. You can find us on iTunes, Android, all the places you get your podcast from. If you have a moment, please rate and review the show. It helps other people find us on the internet. Uh, You can go to our Discord page, thegapodcast.com slash Discord. You can uh, talk to people in there about your favorite foods, uh, movies, TVs, books. Uh, uh, What was the one I got today? Discord's um here's what people are talking about um oh yeah uh hmm it was like i can't remember i think it was something about nvidia i can't i don't remember what it was well that might have been yesterday nvidia it's like nvidia shares or some shit um it's gonna be interesting uh so anyway uh you could jump in there and and, uh we have good fun we've also got voice channels we play games in there when things are uh are out and popping when i'm not moving house yes um, and you can also go to our website, thegapodcast.com. It's got links to all our past episodes of the show and anything else we put up there. That is all thanks to our Patreon members. They help us pay the bills on the website and keep things running. Uh, you can go to patreon.com slash thegapodcast to become a uh, supporter on there. We appreciate everyone's help every month. Thank you so much. Uh, and that is the podcast this week, Job. Next week, um, Final Fantasy is out tomorrow, I think. Uh, where are you in this Final Fantasy train? Are you? Are you? Because you were pretty pumped a couple of weeks off. ago. I am not on the train. You've jumped off it. I'm off the train. Yep. Okay. I managed to come to my senses. Yep. And yeah, like just in time. It's a ninety-three. Otherwise, Metacritic. 
Otherwise, I could have been... It could have been that I was, like, sitting there playing Final Fantasy VII while my wife devised new and interesting ways to murder me because I wasn't helping you. Yep. So uh, I think I've dodged a bullet on this one. Uh, I'm probably just going to play Dice Folk. Okay. I've... I've uh, inv I've I've got a brand new way to to play games on my Steam Deck directly off my PC uh, that I didn't go into Sunshine and Moonlight. I think it'd work probably work on. You still got that that uh, the fucking handheld that you had, the Asus one. No, that was Asus. Asus. That was a loan thing. Oh, I was a loner. Ah, brutal. You should have fucking moved house and never told me. <laughs> um, yeah, I think it would work well on any of the hands. What if you ask, like, your your partner, um, like, who's going to save Tifa? Like, start that conversation. Who's what going to save Yeah, Tifa? isn't she, like, the main chick in that game? Or is it someone else? What's the main chick? Hey, Aerith, you fucking Aerith. dork. Aerith? Fucking... Eris, yes, Eris, Eris, <laughs> Eris. This guy, fake, fake gamer boy over yep. here. Unbelievable. Uh, all right, well, that's a yeah, that's a big one for next week. So that's probably something I'll be spending some time on uh, over the next few days. Um, and Job's playing uh, mobile games. It looks like so. Yeah, hopefully, it's, hopefully we're bringing it all. We're bringing the heat. Hopefully things will Tune be up next week. Next week. Yeah. Um, anyway, enjoy your weekend, Job. Uh, everyone else, stay safe, oh, look after yourselves, you and uh, we'll catch you Not next me. week. I think it's stay safe. No. All right. Love you. Bye.